everybody. It's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Rama S, Ari Rockefeller, Mako-chan, and Sailor Flair. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 82. We're here to have podcasts that talks about anime, cons, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. Well, it's good to see you bastards again for another week. Sure. No, you couldn't get enough of me after last week, could you? More or less. I don't know. Uh, yeah, last week was was quite something else. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to talk about that later. Yes, definitely. Yeah. But on the plus side, we didn't do an episode last week to kind of sort of catch up with the um, with the VOG feed, and for and I just found out that we're we're not airing this week, and I think Rob uh, Sky did not get the text I sent him. And it seems like the last few weeks, actually the last couple of weeks, when editing and audition, and I'm putting the podcast together, somehow it's been missing. It's been forgetting to pick up certain couple of the tracks most likely the podcast part of the tracks it's been picking up the openers the, the mix downs the music but not that so now instead of just like exporting out and uploading i'm going to export out check the waves listen to it and make sure it goes all the way through i i hate having to like double and triple check work but this is what i got to do so be it Yeah, that sucks. I know. And looking at the calendar for like podcasts and stuff, I think we'll be probably take. I think we'll probably be um, probably. Sk- I think we have a skip week coming up. It will probably um, either be the weekend that go to Anime Week in Atlanta or Comic Con. I haven't fully decided. It might just be Comic Con, because I don't think I'm going to have the time to get that all together. <coughs> Sorry. Although, since you have to pack for the other one, you might want to skip that one. Probably. It may just come down to that. Because I think if I... With Comic Con, I think that Thursday I can go and come back for a few hours. Start the editing factor. Plus, I have people over Friday that whole weekend. So, we'll see. We'll figure it out one way or another. Um... Marco, how was your week and how was your day? Um, rather spectacular, actually. I oh. got to meet um Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes. After I did. Hmm? After I did. Good for you. Shut and before up. I did, so there's that. You know what? I I, I don't have to take this, damn it. But it doesn't matter because I have their autographs and I have pictures with them and then Kevin Smith favorited a tweet that I posted and you can't say that can ya no but um just remember who got on the line and got you Jason Mew's autograph in the first place and who also left you a voicemail yes but that's not Kevin Smith hey as much as no, as much as I like Jason Mewes, that's not Kevin Smith. I'm sorry. Are you are you waiting for him to divorce his wife so you can fuck him? Um, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Shh. 
sure. Wow. What? Well, at least she's truthful about it. Ain't that right, Ari? Yeah, we gotta give her that. Yeah. So, were they both at Secret Shop or just him? Uh, no, they were both there. Right. Um, Jay actually came out dressed in a security shirt and a hat and was pretending to be security. Mm -hmm. um, they were actually taping one of uh, the episodes for um, comic, book comic Book Men. Comic Book Men? Oh, yeah, because yeah. this season it's all about Midtown Comics over in, um, in Manhattan. And a certain person you know, got a little jealous about that. Oh, well. <laughs> My thing is this. No one told you to work at a corner comic book shop. You have plenty of opportunity to step your game up. What can I tell you? Yeah, well, so Jason Muse was going around with the crew doing um, line taping. Okay. And then they were taping inside. And the autographs was only supposed to be it, it, the session was supposed to be from two until five mm -hmm. um kevin smith ended up getting there late he was in canada the night before mm. drove down so, or flew i have no idea knowing him, know you probably, of it, knowing him you probably drove down because you know he loves his weed <laughs> who knows but i do know that um they didn't start the actual autographs until closer to three mm -hmm. and he didn't get out of there until 10 and he stayed there until the very last person had their autograph and had a picture well you gotta admit jersey is his home state it, i mean it wasn't just jersey people though there were two um two groups behind me one from pennsylvania and one from Connecticut. There were two in front of me, one from New Hampshire and one from New York. And those are just the people around me. No, I I'm just saying that he he's at his comic book shop in Jersey where he's from. I mean, hometown hero. I mean, of course he's going to stay to the very end. I mean, I can't really see him staying that long at an event in New York. Well, maybe New York, but anywhere else. I really can't see him staying that long, you know? Well, not if it was something like a Comic-Con or something like that, where he's either got other things to do or they only scheduled that spot, that open mm. table for him for three hours. Perhaps. Well, well, I, this just was meant, something... I, I just meant in general, but, you know, but then again, Secret Shop is his store. Who are you going to tell after three hours they, they got to go? <laughs> Excuse me, Mr. Smith, you have to go. Wait, you work for me, don't you? You're fired. Well, it's it wasn't that, it, it's, it's not that he's like, you know what, fuck you guys, I'm staying. It was more like, oh my god, I didn't realize there were that there were going to be that many people, and I'm not going to upset them. Mm, that too. I mean, we got up there, and you could just see that he was tired. But he was talking with everybody. He took pictures with everybody. Um, there was a point where the staff was going around saying, look, he's only going to sign one thing for you and your group is going to have to take a group photo instead of individuals. And you got up there and he was still signing whatever you handed him mm -hmm. and taking as many pictures as he wanted. So it, he was very, very personable. Did you get your autograph? 
I got my um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back DVD signed by both of them. Okay. And the t-shirt I was wearing is actually a Jay and Silent Bob t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And after we took the photo, which for some reason he decided to completely hug me and lean on me, which I was perfectly okay with. Um, he's like, you know what, you guys have been, you've been here for so long. He's like, come here. And he grabbed my arm and then he signed my shirt. Well, that's probably why, because you're wearing a JNSB shirt. Let me guess. So after, so did you bring, well, I'm not, I'm not going to bring that part up. Anywho, you plan on getting that, that shirt framed? Yep. The shirt has been retired. I will need a new Jay and Silent Bob shirt. But I will have to go and try and get Jason Muse to sign it now. So that I have both of their signatures on it. Hmm. Well, he'll probably be making another... You know he'll be back in Jersey with soon, so... Yeah, Muse, he does a lot more signings than Kevin Smith does. And he goes to a lot more of the uh, comic book conventions and crap like that. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a hell of a lot easier to get him to sign it again. That's really cool. I'm surprised you didn't say to Jason Muse about the voicemail. No, he was really, really rushed. Okay. Um, by the time he got around to us, like we were on the ass end of the line, and he's like, all right, guys, I'm going to go down the line one way and take pictures with everybody, and when I come back down the line the other way, that's when I'll sign everything. Okay. And he was, he was just trying to get to everybody as well Mm. just trying to be very very people oriented and everything but i mean they were really trying to get out there because we were we were down the block um from the comic book store to the corner um past the corner no we went we turned the corner went down past the building went up the building on the other side, um, down a parking lot, and then around the next building, and then turned that corner of the building and went down that building as well. Damn. Yeah. I don't think he. I don't think any of them were expecting that many people. Well, what time was? Well, what hmm. time did you get there? Um, we were actually running late because of traffic, so I didn't get there until about a quarter after two. Mm-hmm. But there was a sign that said line ends here, and it took almost an hour to get to that sign. Christ. I mean, I would have gotten there knowing if I was driving, knowing me, I would have pulled up in front of the place at 6 o'clock in the morning. We figured that a lot of people ended up doing that. But what didn't help is that um, while he was inside, they were doing the filmings for the TV show. Mm. And at that point, they were talking about the merchandise and talking about the comics and having these people be on the show. He also did a taping of the show there, which cut into like an hour of why like why I was waiting because they actually stopped the line, stopped signings to film an episode really? and have people there on the episode. Yeah. So we weren't told that until after he was done and by that point once all the cameras like because we had to sign a non-disclosure we couldn't take pictures inside the building they didn't want anybody finding out what was going on inside the building all because they were taping for the show 
But once that was done, he stepped outside of the comic book store and everybody could just take pictures and all of that. So, I mean, I'm glad that I got to stay later because if I had been one of the first people there, I wouldn't have gotten pictures. Okay, okay. I just need to make a bit of a correction here. Now, Midtown Comics was not a part of Comic Book Men. National Geographic did a one-hour special about them called Comic Store Heroes. Uh, a single-shot episode that aired about six weeks ago on National Geographic. Hmm. Something tells me it was only a single shot, so I don't see it. Um, I don't see them um, picking this up. Then again, I don't even see National Geographic even airing something like this. Well, National Geographic, they air a lot of... Not to sound negative or anything, but they do have a lot of culty type things. Mm. Um, when I was taking one of the classes in college that I took, I got most of my information from National Geographic's on vampires. Oh, well, yeah. So, I could see them doing something like that because of the culty, cultural kind of thing that goes with it. Wow. I, 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 I'm reading um, part of this about one of the characters on Comic Store Heroes. I'm not going to say his name because it's already in a wiki. He's a 20-something aspiring comic book creator who lives on food stamps in order to devote his money to developing his character. I mean, not for nothing. I don't, me personally, I don't think that's something I would want really out there because it sort of falls along the line of that's my personal business. Yeah, I wouldn't want to reveal that that much information about myself either. Yeah, because that kind of it kind of sounds like this dude is trying to pull is pulling for the sympathy gag. But yeah, that's a little that's a little creepy. Very. I think it might backfire on him. Mm. But uh, what happens? I was kind of right, not just kind of. I was really pissed off. Um, they had not only, I, I, because of the taping, they had a lot of writers and authors and things like that. And one of the writers that they have actually wrote and directed a movie that I really, really like, mm. um, called Vulgar. And had I known that he was going to be there, I would have brought the movie because it's such a very small cult classic and so many people hate the movie that he's very known for that but he also does um, horror comics and things like that mm. but if I would have known that he was there I totally and completely would have brought that movie to have it signed well damn well at least next time yeah it's like I didn't realize that they were actually going to be taping an actual episode. Um, when Kevin Smith announced that they were going to be doing this, he said, oh, and we'll be, t we'll be recording as we're um, going through and doing the autographs and everything. And I thought it was just going to be some little montage skit or something. Mm. And yet here comes a bunch of writers and crap like that. I had no idea they were going to be there. Hmm. That's cool. I guess you're, we kind of outdid both of ours. 
Yeah, I can't really follow that up. <laughs> See, mine's on the opposite end of the spectrum, so... Yeah, work is good, dealing with a guy who's the overachiever, and yeah. Plus, it helped the fact that I overslept by two hours this morning. Yeah, you should probably go to bed a little bit earlier. I actually went to bed early last night. Because I was feeling, I was still as tired, but I just felt a little bit more tired, so I I dropped about a half hour earlier. So, I sent in the email saying I was running late. So, if they, if they by chance ask, I'll just say, um, why I overslept? Power went out in my house. Mm, that works. Mm. But, yeah. Well, since um, Mako-chan here had an epic uh, how, was your week, how was your week, how was your day, me and Ari are going to skip hours and go straight to commercial break for music. Works for me. Yes. Winning. These nuts. <laughs> we'll be back.
Let's go. 
If you enjoy independent podcasts and would like to support them, check out some of our independent podcasting friends. Check out Orange Lounge Radio at orangeloungeradio.com where they discuss video games, gamer culture, and gamer lifestyle with Sky, Doc Soccer, and Loki. Listen live Sundays at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on vognetwork.com. And right before them is the Bobby Blackwolf Show at 8 p.m. Eastern and 5 p.m. Pacific. Video games and gamer talk at bobbyblackwolf.com. If Warcraft is your taste, listen to Horde House with Sky and Exifer weekly at hordehouse.com. If you want more of a female perspective of what we do here on Anime Jam Session, listen to Electric Sisterhood with Ninja Sister and Pandalicious at electricsisterhood.com with new shows every week. If you prefer geek, pop culture, and sci-fi, check out popculture.net and the Geek Culture Network. And also check out the Brooklyn Otaku, a brand new anime podcast, Friends of Ours. You can find them at facebook.com slash thebrooklynotaku. Behind the scenes of the podcast, in between breaks, we talk about various things. Um, I think we may have a plan to really boost our popularity. Maybe not in a good way, but it's something. Isn't that right? We're not oh, somebody pissed off somebody big, more important than us. Mm-hmm. How we'll have the C&D letters framed and put on our wall. That's exactly what I'm talking about. That'd actually be kind of cool. <laughs> Take it right down to Staples and be like, yeah, let me get photocopies of this. Look at you. Yeah, I want photocopies. I'm framing these bad boys. <laughs> <laughs> we get the awards for excellent achievement. <laughs> oh, man. The bastardization of our childhood continues. Yes. Yes, yeah. it does. And as one person said on my Facebook, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> no, this is why we cannot have nice things. Okay. Um, yeah, I think we explained on the last podcast why we didn't do an episode the following week. Because we, me and Ari were heading into Manhattan for a uh, quote-unquote cosplay rave. Yes, that's right. It was actually pretty fun. It was... One of Rennie Mimura's shows. Yes. And you got lost getting there, getting there more or less, or you you just missed my text. Yeah, I got all your texts the morning, around 9.30 in the following morning when I woke up and turned my phone back on. Mm. And it had been like, just barely hanging on to life since about 6 o'clock, like about 7 o'clock the, uh, that night, because I stupidly left, left my uh, portable... Uh, power source at home, and the second the auxiliary battery I have was the reason my phone started spazzing out on me. Mm. Well, I kind of sort of ran late because I came home, ate, showered, and tried to get my stuff together, and then I even responded to your tweet about asking where I was. I'm yeah. like, I'm coming, I'm coming. And by when by the time you got you responded, I'm like, I knew this. Was, I know something's not right. I just have a bad feeling about this, but I mean, the event itself was pretty nice, but I was expecting more people. I wasn't expecting like three out of five people there that are actual people that I knew. Expecting to kind of meet new people. Uh, just from what I was reading of the explanation, like what she was posting, I didn't think it was going to be a very big turnout. 
then again, it's on a Tuesday night during the middle of the week, you know? That was part of it. Uh, maybe it should have been on a Friday. That might have helped, but it was also... Um... Ronnie hosting it. With help from from some other girls that I knew. Yeah, I mean, it was Renny and her maids. Not, no, and... no, no, not, no, it wasn't her maids. Well, not fully, but those are the ones that I was seeing yeah. talking about it. So I didn't expect it to be a very big thing. But, um, on the plus side of it, it was a setup for something big as I was talking to uh, Sato-san. I gave him an idea. I don't know if he's going to run with it, but it could turn out to be something good. I see... Because the hotel where it was was really nice. Yeah. What I was saying, you know, from like 12 until 5, you could actually have the maid cafe there. And then from like 5.15, 5.30, when everyone is out, from 5.30 to like 7, you spend all that time clearing stuff up, setting up the music, and have the rave from like 7 until midnight. Yep, it's not the uh, the brick and mortar cafe we talked about the last episode, Mm-mm. but no. it, it still it still has a lot of potential. Oh, it does, it does. But I mean, I like I like the fact that there was a new group up there. Um, I think their name was Rainbow Bubble. I must have missed them. They, I think, I think I could have. No, yeah, they performed in the beginning. Then there was music, the costume contest, where I came in second place with my pseudo garter belt because I because I ran out. I didn't think to grab the uh, wig. And then Rennie performed afterwards. Then there was music till about ten thirty, give or take. Did we get shut down, or was that just our allowed time? I it was supposed to be to eleven, but I guess it was starting to die down around ten thirty ish. So that was a good thing. I met some new people there. Granted, I'm pretty sure they were all friends with you to begin with, but hey, it yeah, was Yeah, the they start. were, but I did run into some new people. Which was, it was all good. I mean, if this is if this is going to launch and lead us into something new and something more awesome that that's coming down the pipe, I'm all for it. Well, according to her Facebook, she's getting into rap. Um, or at least what she's calling rap. Well, I do know that she did do a um a mix with Kiyotaka. They're working on one track together for her new album, you know. So yeah, because she just posted um I think she did. She just posted her music video. Yeah, yeah, I, for a new song. I've yet to watch it, but everyone is like, you is like really saying it's really awesome. And I hear crickets. Yeah, it would be because I have my windows open. That's okay. They can be a part of the uh, podcast. Just this once. (laughs) What? I didn't see anything. Sure. Uh Uh-huh. Sometimes the cricket sound can be appropriate when you're involved. Oh, or when you say something. 
Or when you say something. More likely when you say something. Something that's kind of, the fuck did you just say? I think we're deviating from our topic a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yeah. So, let's move on here, because right after, right after this event, didn't this happen the same week or the, yeah, this happened like what, on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday? Did it? Yeah, or was it? The great Facebook cosplay account purge. Oh, yes. That. Ah, what could have been. Yeah, I think somebody, I think I was checking Facebook on my phone, and then I started seeing everything going down the pipe. Wow. I, I had a cosplay page open for about, for less than a week, and I was thinking, I was reading them like, oh, look, mine's still up, and then just like that, it was gone. Mm. I mean, first things first, you're a cosplayer. You're, you put your last name as cosplay, along with a thousand other people. Of course you're going to get caught in the first wave. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then I come to find out that people who had, like, secondary accounts, like a, a secondary public account, uh, roleplay accounts, those were getting caught up, too. Well, their whole thing is, is that they are basically enforcing their terms of service. Yes, yes. And their terms of service is you have to have a real name and you can only have one account. Which is understandable. So, it is understandable. So they're getting rid of all of the extra cosplayer accounts. They're getting rid of the the pet accounts. They're getting rid of the roleplay accounts. And I mean, it is understandable. It's a pain in the butt, but it's understandable. Though, how they went around about doing it was... That's where things are fucked up. Mm-hmm. They weren't doing it professionally, in other words. Well, the thing is, the TOS says that they can delete anything without prior warning at all. Yep. And some people were saying that they were getting warnings and they just ignored it. And um, I didn't. I never even warning. got that much. See, I didn't get a warning, so I got lucky because maybe because of how I had my account. But I found interesting that people were actually planning they're wanting to sue Facebook over this. <sighs> yeah. Well. That's not going to work. The whole thing that they could have done, though, um, when I was writing the article for the site, mm-hmm. I went ahead and set up my own just to be able to do it and see how easy it was. And I didn't set it up as a separate account. I set it up as a page off of my main account. Right, a like page. Yeah. So... You're not you're not able to go on to another another person's page and comment and crap like that, but you can still post your pictures. You can still have people like your page. You can still chat with people on your own page. The only thing you you can't do is comment on other people's pages. You can even go with your with your page that you that you created. And go on to somebody else's page and like somebody else's page. And then keep contact with them that way. See, but here's the thing, though. 
that was pretty recent. For a while, you couldn't like pages you couldn't do that with, which is why a lot oh, of people, I know. Yeah, which is why people create the second page, which is why I, I did. Know. Plus, I like and the, the like pages are only a new th- or are only a, a kind of new thing, and that's where the problem comes in. Is yes, this is like a kind of new thing, but there isn't enough different between a like page and a new personal page that they couldn't have said, look, let us know what what email account you want this set to, mm-hmm. and we will set it as a like page, and well, you can keep all of your crap. Well, that's what's happening now with some people. They were able to get their pages back and get it converted to a like page. But I kept mine because I also like to have my own – I like whenever I communicate with them via, via messaging, I like to have like transcripts of that. I, I ke- like to keep that locally instead of – on the site, you know, that, that's one of the reasons why. And I figured I can communicate better with people. And I didn't personally, I don't like having my own like page. I mean, I don't like having fans of me. I want friends. And I know a lot of people, just because they like your page, it doesn't mean it's like that, which I understand. And I get that, but it's just my mindset of how I see a lot of like pages are, you know? And I'll continue to keep my page going until it gets shut down. And then at that point, I'll just open up a like page for my photography. Which is something I might end up actually, I actually may actually end up doing soon. I don't know. I don't see the whole problem anyway. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Because on a like page, you can still message people and communicate with people but now you can but before you couldn't yeah i'm not saying before i'm saying this is the reason why they're they're saying look you can do this get rid of these and the people that were even given warnings didn't give a crap and didn't change anything and just said they'll never do it and also from my understanding a lot of this came from shareholders they wanted to know what the hell is going on. I don't know how. Yeah, they, they were... want an accurate. They want an accurate count of how many people are using Facebook. If Facebook says, you know what, we have four million accounts. Well, granted, it's a hell of a lot more, but I think somebody did a report and said that like twelve to fifteen percent of the accounts on Facebook are accounts that are for role play and have not like role play and the cosplay stuff and things like that so when you have people trying to buy into this company and you have a lot of people like that that are basically just bloating the numbers people are going to start getting pissed Mm -hmm. so it's understandable and now a friend of mine actually there's a petition going on about about this and I said I wasn't going to sign it she goes, I only signed because my friend's Facebook got deleted. Her personal Facebook, because she had cosplay in her URL, it was something like blase, blase, cosplay, whatever. They should warn people or check to make sure it is a cosplay account. First thing first, it's your personal Facebook and you have cosplay in the URL. That's your first mistake. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I have no reason to, to sign that petition. It is what it is. No, and I have a secondary account. I have a pet account for my cat. 
Um, if it suddenly disappeared, I would not give two shits about it. Mm-hmm. The the problem that I would have is that I use that second account to help me play games. Mm-hmm. That's it. So that I have somebody at least that when I'm playing a game will be able to send me something right away so that I can then go back on to my main account and finish building something or whatever the hell I'm doing. True. Now, Ari, you ever heard... if... mm-hmm. Go on. I'm just saying, if that account disappeared, I would not give a shit. Now, Ari, we haven't heard too much from you, but what is your take on all of this? Honestly, I, I only like, I didn't really have a, like, my Facebook page was just, you know, for my personal stuff, and I tended to shy away from people who who used it, their own, uh, you know, secondary accounts like that, except for like some very rare exceptions, you know, hint, hint. <laughs> but uh, honestly, it didn't really bother me that much. Like I said, I only had my cosplay Facebook page up for about a week before losing it, so mm-hmm. I didn't really have that strong of an attachment to it. But not even that, but, but what's been going on in general, I mean, with all the accounts being taken out. Uh, the only real thing I got out of it was I managed to, in that time, get people to say, oh, hey, I want you to use my cosplay name when you're tagging me in my cosplay photos. And, you know, the friends I have actually, you know, complied with it. Yeah. And then and then the, the purge happened, and then now people don't know I was ever in costume, so, you know, it doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Besides, I wouldn't want to... There, there, there are some pictures I don't, that I don't want to see in the, uh, in, in the wrong hands, you know? True, true. It, it's not, like, incriminating, but I just don't want the wrong people t- talking about me. Mm-hmm. If, if that makes sense. I wouldn't worry too too much about that. Yeah, I'm not anymore. That's good. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Um, Next up, this is an interesting article. Uh, WE Superstars and a DBC Counterparts. Oh, God. Do the words CWF ring a bell there, Mr. Rockefeller? They do, but the people... But the guy running it and the uh, comparisons he made, well, something else you got, you got is uh, when you like followed me or DJ Rama on Twitter, we uh, when the wrestling programs are on, we'll uh, talk smack to one another about mm-hmm. uh, what we've seen. Now, uh, DJ made me had uh, pointed out that last week Vicky Guerrero looked like Renoa from Final Fantasy. What is it, nine? Eight. Eight. Sorry. Remember, remember, eight is always the bastard redheaded stepchild of the series. And it's actually lower than Mystic Quest. Oh wow! But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, I then I forget who I think it was on yours, but we had made you know other comparisons of Final Fantasy characters, and yes. I just went and and featuring who was it? I think it was Titus O'Neil as Saz Castroy from Final Fantasy Fantasy Thirteen. I could hear your scream from Brooklyn. Not just the screams, but the fact that I'm loading up my my, my sniper rifle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so that eventually evolved into the hashtag Monday Night Street Fighter, where we were, were again, just sticking around. We compared WWE wrestlers, um, excuse me, WWE superstars to various pe- 
characters from Street Fighter, I got the ball rolling by saying Lord Tensai was Sodom because, you know, massive Japanophile and not in a good way. But um, the thing is, we were, going, we, had, we were actually rolling with Monday Night Street Fighter for at least a couple of weeks before that. And I think I stumbled upon creating that because when we watch wrestling here at my house, it's like when you see there's certain wrestlers come out, you see certain aspects of a Street Fighter character. So I just start playing certain themes like when Randy Orton comes off, it's like that's Sagat right there. <laughs> And then, and then John Cena is Guile, and scaringly enough, no matter what Cena does, he plays Guile's theme. It fits so well. Granted, Guile's theme goes with everything, but with Cena, it fits a hell of a lot better than anybody else. See, I'd suggest that Guile was like Ken because he, no, he's an asshole, and you don't want to. And whenever you see him online, you're like, not again. No, no, no. I think well, at least I, it was Street Fighter Four anyway. Yeah. That's why I got so good as Dan. Ah. I forgot. I think we we made a Ken, but I can't remember who. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Swagger is our Ken because Jack Swagger is all American, American. <laughs> now, anyway, back to this article. Yes. We, there's, uh, I think, ten all the ten or eleven all together. The first one is Krillin is Zack Ryder. Uh, uh well, provided if Android 18 treated him treated him like a dick, you know. I lost a broski for a hoski. Yeah. That didn't, that didn't sound nearly as way I thought it would. You know, the idea of, you know, having to you know, fight and scrape for every bit of attention you get, despite, you know, the massively outclassing higher-ups, higher tier. But I do like what was said at the, at the end of this, uh, this. There is more symbolism here, as the number of times Krillin was killed in the show mirrors the amount of time Ryder was crushed by Kane. I don't know. I don't think it. Would, I think it would take a wish on the Dragon Balls to get Zack Ryder in the main event picture and keep him there. You got that shit right. So, do you agree with Zack Ryder as Krillin? Uh, I guess we can give it a pass because what's going to happen is I'm going to post this article on my Facebook wall with all the matchups, and I'm tagging my usual goons, and I'm going to see what they have to say. So, yeah, Mr. Satan as Santino Marella. I, that I don't agree with. Because Santino's more amu- is more amusing than Mr. Satan or Hercule. Fun fact: his actual name in the show is Mark. What? Yeah, really. They, uh, the Toriyama himself said his uh, real the uh, Satan is a last name and his real first name is Mark. Wow. All right. So if you don't think this matchup is correct, who do you think would be Mr. Satan? Um. Oh, simple. Who 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 keeps who who always keeps jobbing every single week? Who jobbed to Cindy Lauper like on the one on that episode? Heath Slater. Heath Slater. Mister Satan is Heath Slater. <laughs> Plus, Heath Slater could never rock a mustache as epic as Mister Satan's. Napa as Tensai. And to quote the article. Come on, this one was a layup. Moving on. I, I got nothing, so we got we roll we roll on with that. I got nothing. Frieza is Alberto Del Rio. I can kind of see that, but I mean, Al- Del Rio kind of reminds me more of Vegeta with that. He Vegeta is the prince of the crown prince of all Saiyans. Alberto Del Rio is an aristocrat. He, you know, 
that's the only thing I can ask my parallels between the two. Apparently what it was going for is that Alberta was, you know, supposed to be refined and high class and mm-hmm. Frieza tries to push himself off as that. Yeah. So that's what he was going with. So, so do you agree or no? I, 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 I'll give it a pass. Like the meh rating. Yeah. Sell as Wade Barrett. <laughs> That's funny. I'm guessing you disagree. Uh, I, that's... Uh, I do disagree, but I can't... You, you take this one. Well, yeah, Sell seems to have a lot more personality, you know, when you compare the two than their uh, respective fields. Plus, you know, you know, Toriyama tried to end the series with, with Cell as the last bad guy. And, you know, when he hit the scene, you know, shit got very, very, very real indeed. Mm-hmm. I guess in there, trying, he was trying to think back to, uh, you know, the, the uh, Nexus riot at the end of NXT 1. Yeah. But putting Brian Danielson as just a little goon hanging on to a, to a Wade Barrett is really dis, like, disappointing. Yeah, you know because it was sell and he spits out a bunch of the mini me's and they go beat the shit out of everyone else while Gohan has an existential crisis right in the middle of the battle. Yeah, so I don't agree with this. Nope. If any, who would you see as sell instead? Triple H. Mm, I guess, but but on the guy beats the shit out of everyone. Yeah. You know. Arrive, bury, leave. Yeah. <laughs> but Wade Barrett would fit more along the lines of Android 18. That's hmm. just me. Yeah. Okay. Um. Let's see. Who's next? Kid Boo is Brock Lesnar. Okay, I, I agree with this. Oh, go on. I mean, they're... They both think they're hot shit. Simple as that. I don't know. I don't think I'll be able to take Kid Boo seriously if he, if his idol pose was bouncing around in place like he's a character in a fighting game. Well, if not, I'm just saying, if not him, um, Brock Lesnar could be cooler. Okay, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Let's see, Gohan, Dolph Ziggler. What? No, well, I I kind of see Gohan, the Miz to Gohan more or less because I like both characters. Uh, what is I don't game? even watch wrestling, and I can say that's full of shit. For who? I would have said Nielsen as Gohan. Who has the Gohan? Miz as Gohan? Well, I'll My say name. this much for Dolph Ziggler, not Gohan. I would give it to um. What's the first dude that got killed? Um, that was Bulma's first heart um, attention. Yamcha. Yamcha. If anything, Dolph Ziggler is Yamcha. Yeah, Dolph Ziggler is Yamcha. Brian Danielson would be Gohan. Yeah, I, I, I would go Talk, with that. You know, like they said in Dragon Ball Z, Gohan is the strongest in the universe, but he doesn't do crap. <laughs> you can see the future, apparently. Mm-hmm. Piccolo as Chris Jericho. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> any other disagreements you have with it, if any? None whatsoever. 
I like this one. I don't know. I think I don't think Chris Jericho could rock that a uh, big mantle with a big flowing cape though. He, <laughs> if he was maybe as Lionheart Chris Jericho, he could. Oh yeah. Nowadays he probably have to have it light up too, which yeah, the whole yeah, and on the back we have to say "fuck awesome. you," I'm sparkling. <laughs> wow. You, Mako, you've seen his jacket, right? I, I've seen his jacket, but. I can't look at him without thinking certain things. Liberace? No, he grabbed my ass. <laughs> what? What? Um, where I used to live, there was a flea market type thing. And on the weekends, they would have people come and do signings and things like that. They had a lot of soap stars go through, and they had a lot of wrestling stars go through. And at that point, I was kind of into wrestling so I went with a friend of mine and we both went up and took a picture and while they're snapping the picture he grabbed my ass <laughs> you should post it on Facebook be like Chris Jericho grabbed my ass I did, did. Wow. I have hmm. I must have missed that because I think now I can just imagine all the comments and the likes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because he was in Jersey uh, Friday. Well, now, since Chris Jericho got written out of the storyline again, it seems that he'll well, be... Well, there's a reason for that. Yeah, he's touring with Fozzie again. Yeah, he is, he's actually... He gave an interview. He basically said that he's giving up wrestling mm. because he wants to focus on his music. Well, I understand that, but the way he went out, he went out like a punk bitch. I'm sorry. He's even said himself that as a... They did it to, as a proper heel, that's the way he would want to go out, kicking and screaming, being dragged off by security. Yeah, but that's he, one time that happened in like 2003 or so. Was that when uh, Stephanie McMahon had fired him himself, and he was like yelling and screaming, and like he had like six security guys drag him out of the arena. He said that was the way he he always wanted to go. But um, well, kind of that could have Batista went out the same way too, more or less. But you got to, but the thing is. Jericho turned face going up against Ziggler, you know? Well, it wasn't really formal. It's just He just happened to be in a lot of towns where people started cheering him. Mm-hmm. Which is why no matter how how much they tried to put, you know, Cena over as a main guy, it, get, it gets to a point where you can tell that the let's go Cena, Cena sucks chance of being piped in. Yeah, I mean, hell, even even the, the raw active tweet, tw- uh, Twitters, that's mm-hmm. even being, I think that's even being faked as well, so... You don't say. I do say good, sir. I do. With my monocle. All right. We okay. Got so we're okay with Piccolo and Jericho. Yeah. And this is okay. what, it's kind of the, the ones you knew are coming. Vegeta. You, you just want to get... Yeah, CM Punk. Is I, I don't... No. I'm sorry. CM Punk can never be as arrogant as Vegeta. Well, that, that's a pretty, that's CM Punk is no anti-hero. He's just being a putz. Again, be, the fact that he he's a, his main rival right now is John Cena, and they and like I said, chance being piped in, people starting to cheer ability over, you know, showboating. Yeah. Of course, now because as soon as I saw this for the first time, I immediately pictured Vegeta using CM Punk's entrance with a. This fire burns, but going as he goes, it's clobbering time. 
what does that tell you about me? Don't answer that. <laughs> Fair enough. And ooey ooey ooey, there's only one character left, and we we already know without clicking on next what the comparison is going to be. Yeah. Goku is John Cena. Would that make Vince McMahon Mr. Popo? <laughs> Oh God! Nope. If if There's not Mr. Popo, um, um, guy, yeah, what? King Kai or King Kai? Not King oh. Kai. Um, the God before Piccolo. What's his name? Kami. Yeah. Kami. Yes, oh. that would make Vince Kami. Well, now I can't get the image out of my head of Mr. of a close up of Mr. Popo's face as he goes, "You're fired." And then <laughs> no, 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 no. Mr. Popo be uh, Teddy Long. Tag team player, player. Oh, my God. <laughs> and we're not even playing cards against humanity. We've already confirmed our place in hell. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. Yeah, the, um, the limousine is outside waiting for us. Yeah. Great. <laughs> the only problem I have with this comparison, aside from the massive discredit does to Goku is that yet you've, you've seen DBZ and how Goku gets the ever-loving shit beat out of him at times but you know saying they, they get stronger every time they they brush with death and uh but as the meme goes the only thing Cena sells is merchandise because mm. if you act okay now for the last matchup the whole punk Vegeta Triple H as Vegeta, make punk uh, trunks. Oh, wow. I can't believe they didn't bring up trunks. They didn't bring up a lot of them. Yeah, it's more like the most popular ones. But then again, Kid Boo, Cell, yeah. Well, they had to bring in some of the bad yeah, guys. most probably the bad guys. Nappa says, yeah, I could have said that was a layup. I understand that, but like Nappa... No one gives a fuck about Tensai either. <laughs> well, unless we're talking about the abridged series, and it's a whole different story. But I would have also gone with Raccoon as Raccoon with Big Show. Mm, okay, uh, okay, I I can I can get with that. Big, dopey, powerful, and you went up against Cena or Goku, you get knocked out of one shot. Mm-hmm. Although, if I ever hear John Cena go. I saw an opening that seemed to scream out attack, so I did. I am flipping that squared circle as hard as I can. I don't blame you for one second. <laughs> or, ironically enough, like when the first episode of WCW Thunder, when Big Show, or the giant as he was called, came down on the ring, grabbed onto one of the turnbuckle, turnbuckle poles with one arm, and ripped the ring apart. Mm-hmm. So, uh, have we gotten out? So, so we're done with this one? Yes, we are. And I think Mako can take the next one. Yes, I can. Yes, I can. Down, All right, girl. so shut up. So there is an artist on Tumblr um, who has, who, who's basically um, decided that he's going to illustrate the first 151 original Pokemon in a What If Tim Burton Did Pokemon series. Post-depression or pre- or post-depression? Um, well, it's very much a 
Nightmare Before Christmas e mm -hmm. look to all of the Pokemon. Um, that too. A lot of the, uh, a lot, especially the small ones, had that creepy, hollow-eyed gaze about them. Mm -hmm. Like, like they're just up to move from their bodies. Yeah, he's up to the seventeenth Pokemon. Pidgeotto. Which, which... yeah. Um, here, let me just double check. Uh, yeah, he's up to Pidgeotto, and he started out with this whole thing that he will do the first 151. Um, it might take him a little while, but that's what he's going for. Um, his Tumblr is Hatboy. So hatboy.tumblr.com. And you can see all of his creations so far. And he's gotten a lot of people following him now just for doing some of this stuff. And they're really creepy as hell. Well, it is Tim Burton after all, so... It is, but I mean, some of them, even the even the ones that are supposed to be at least kind of cute looking, like Butterfree... Mm-hmm. Um, Butterfree's kind of got this, like, wide mouth instead of something really small. So it <coughs> kind of looks like an old woman's head on top of a butterfly. So it's still kind of really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just... They're really, really awesome to look at. Just to see that somebody could actually go through and do them all. And even want to do them all. And just like the, the more they are evolved, the scarier and creepier they get. Naturally, there are one. There are some Pokemon that people are really looking forward to, like obvious ones like Pikachu or Mewtwo. Mm-hmm. And I will say, um, Charizard so far is the best one yet. Yeah. Absolutely best one so far. I kind of like it's... the Bulbasaur. I mean, the, the the shot glass, the shot glass eyes, you know, and. Oh no, they're all really cool looking, but the Charizard is phenomenal. Um, it's just so because creepy. of the whole. It, it's not just the whole creepy <laughs> effect, though. It's just there's just so much that needed to be done to take this into um, the whole like dragon s kind of creepy thing. Pidge it's just really freaking awesome. Pidgeot looks like has a look of I'm going to fuck your shit up. <laughs> yeah, actually, the Charizard reminds me. Uh, I hate to bring up magic again, but the uh, last big block, the Innistrad block, the uh, there are only a couple of dragons in that block, but they're kind of like a gothic horror, you know, kind of situ, kind of a deal. Mm -hmm. That's that's what was reminding me of that. Let's see if I can bring one up for you. But uh, yeah. What what other ones are you guys looking for? Looking for him to do? Well, obviously Pikachu. Yep. Just to see what he can do. But I also want to see the evolutions. Oh, those are gonna be fun. Because you figure Eevee by itself is just supposed to be this really adorable, cute little thing, and I'd like to see how twisted this will be. But the evolutionary 
parts of that and just how creepy they would be with fire and all of that. So those are the ones that I'm most looking forward to. Mm. So where's Danny Elfman when you need him? <laughs> I mean, could you imagine a whole ep like uh, just a whole series based on these designs with Danny Elfman doing the theme music? <laughs> wow, that's all I gotta say. It's just wow. Shut up and take my money, indeed. Exactly. <laughs> it definitely would not be your typical kitty Pokemon anymore. Well, then you'd have to get to the really dark stories out there. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait for more of them to come up, though. I'll be fun. I'll be watching this one, that's for sure. Alright. Now, this is one, this is no surprise here. It had me thinking back to our last episode. Anime sells more in the U.S. than Japan. Well, this is talking about actual anime DVDs, not just yes. anime in general. I'm in regards to the DVDs, because remember... Didn't we? Didn't you, you translate the price of the Cowboy Bebop Blu-ray box set that would run for three hundred U.S. dollars? Mm-hmm. That Blu-ray would probably would be released here for no more than fifty bucks. Mm-hmm. And, if that. Yeah, and if if, if it's released for three hundred U.S. Because it says here in the article, because the series that is sold for two hundred dollars in Japan is usually sold for about fifty in the U.S. The owners of the show in Japan are reluctant to have released in the U.S. for the Japanese audience have bought all their copy for fear of reverse importing. But here's the thing, though, they'll still make their money back if you ask me. If the, if it releases for three hundred, they sell ten copies. That's three thousand dollars right there, compared to fifty fifty dollars. Then they sell twenty copies. They made their money back, and yes. Reverse import is going to happen because in Japan, the number one next-gen console is the PlayStation 3, and that's region-free. Mm-hmm. Plus, you know, the Xbox has a very difficult time, you know, appealing to uh, the Japanese audience. More like because it's an American-made console. I'm guessing they they kind of got caught wind of the American client clientele, you know, especially players like Halo and Call of Duty. Um, the, which I can understand because these sexist, racist, and or homophobic slurs do get a little old. Yeah, but you gotta understand there's also online play on play, and PlayStation Network in Japan as well. So. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Get, getting back to this, I mean and even if you wait a while the box that you want is going to drop in price anyway, so... Well, their whole thing is... They're, in Japan, the market there isn't really for DVDs. It's more for everything else. It's, yeah, it's for all the products. Which, you get decorated soda cans, and decorated ramen bottles, and... I mean, ramenade bottles, and packets of ramen with the characters on the packet, and crap like that um so a lot of their stuff is product mm -hmm. 
which if you look here, I mean, look at the American cartoons. A lot of the crap here that we get, not a lot of people buy the DVDs and everything like that because there's so many channels that syndicate it. Yep. And you can watch the cartoons or the TV shows or all of that over and over and over again. What we have here for the American stuff is all of the product as well. So, I mean, it's understandable. The only problem is if we want to get the stuff that isn't brought here, like all of those box sets. Plus, DVDs, like, DVD sets in this country, especially for a kid's series, tend to be more bare bones than what they, they get in Japan. Like, they... Like, they tell things like alternate commentary and uh, animatron uh, sketches of the uh, certain scenes is the uh, mm-hmm. really good stuff. I think we need to up the standard in this country, but that's just me. Oh, and on a side note here, uh, Funimation's putting Black Lagoon on Blu-ray in November, so instead of me having to track down that damn Season 2 um, box set, I'm going to pick up the Blu-ray release of it because I refuse to sell the first season box set. I refuse. Besides, it was a birthday gift. Can't do that. Yes, it was. Nobody asked you. Yes, it was. I'll kick you. Nobody asked you. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, just some of the stuff, like it's talking about Dragon Ball Z in here. Mm -hmm. And unless you are a crazy collector, you're not going to pick it up in Japan. It's released on 49 DVDs, the whole entire Dragon Ball Z series. And 30 it's of those over, are filler. Yeah, but it's over $600, and that's only a series that ended at 291 episodes. And each You've got a series like Naruto or One Piece that's more than double that, or something like Detective Conan, which is beyond that completely, trying to get the whole box set. You'd go broke yeah, and, in but, Japan trying to get it. And also, each disc is like is four thousand yen, which translates to a little bit over fifty bucks. And I mean, I guess this is how I look at it. Do you see when you go into stores, like rows of blank DVD, blank CD media, and it's like you could pick up a pack of like a spindle of a hundred for like twenty bucks, ten if you wait a week if it's on sale. You can just go into. Best Buy, FYE, whatever. See anime, Dragon Ball Z, Volume One, four episodes, nineteen ninety nine. You'll take it, you know. Mhm. My whole problem with this is, you keep hearing all the voice actors going, "Oh, if you don't buy it, Japan won't send it over here anymore. If you don't buy it, we're all going to be out of jobs." I don't know that that's true. Reading this article, see, but I mean, I now, I don't, I don't want to sidestep too much, but I have once I have heard in passing through somebody else that there was talk of some Japanese companies dubbing it themselves. Yeah, I like, yeah, like that really is going to happen. Given how they teach English over there, I don't see that being as very successful. No, I don't see it being very successful. But obviously, if so many Japanese are, ta- are are buying, purchasing the American box sets because they're so much cheaper, mm-hmm. even with the shipping and all of that. Obviously, even if they brought them over here, if you go into the whole like pirating thing, I don't see it being like I, I don't see 
that taking, like, I, I don't see where that, you know, comes into it. Because obviously, even if we're not doing it, a lot of the, th- a lot of the D's being bought are going back to Japan. Mm-hmm. So they would get pissed off if the, if the series didn't come over here. Yeah, because they're going to make their money back. I mean, you, I mean, when you think about it, they think, okay, they're going to be picking up royalties up to a certain amount of time. But after that period, they're still royalty checks are still being sent. They're like, what the hell? It's gotten uh-huh. hot. It, it, it just boils, it kind of boils down to the manufacturing process. It's gotten so cheap to manufacture a DVD nowadays. I guess over in Japan, the equipment is so pricey, expensive. Or it's like, well, we make so much money off the merchandise and everything else. We just stamp a price on, on the, um, on, on it, you know? Or maybe they just mark up the hell of it. Like Apple. Yeah. <laughs> or diamonds. Yeah, probably or, uh, is something like that. Or What's diamonds or other fine jewelry in this country. Mm-hmm. It's especially for, like, diamonds and, like, like especially engagement rings. It's like, the markup is, like, ten times what they're worth. Mm. God, those crickets were poorly timed. <laughs> Now, as we bring the, po- the, the, the news stuff to a bit of a close, don't want to bring it on a sad note, but if you're about our age, you grew up with a Nintendo Entertainment System. Yes, we did. And if you didn't, you probably had a Sega Master System, and your friends laughed at you and kicked your ass in the, in the schoolyard. Or if you had an Atari, they might have let that slide. And with Nintendo... There was always that magazine, Nintendo Power. I think it was like the magazine. You you had had all the information, all the sites, and for its run, I guess up until recently, it was like with every subscription that you got, you got six strategy guides with it. It was like every two months a new guide would come out, and I think they were doing that for a while. Hell, one of my prized strategy guides, which I probably no longer have, was my Super Mario Brothers three one. Oh my god, I remember that one. Do you remember what your first issue was? I don't re- really remember. I had a subscription, but I don't remember a lot of it. But I do remember my strategy guide, which was one of them, Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My first, my first, my dad got it for me. The mm-hmm. first issue I got was number 20. It had Mega Man 3 on the cover. Oh, that was a good cover. Now, the reason why we're bringing this up, it seems about a few days ago, Nintendo Power which is one of the oldest gaming magazines in history, is coming to a close. The final issue will be December 2012. And that's like, wow. I mean, but for those who didn't know, I think around 2007, um, Future Media who started handling a lot of gaming magazines by the man, like like the micro, Xbox One, the PlayStation One, they took over for Nintendo, their, their magazine, which I think they should not have done. But I'm guessing they're ceasing production of it because due to low, um, probably low circulation of it. I mean, we're at that point where why wait a month when you can um, read about it on various blogs the same day? Not to mention the fact that Sites like GameFAQs that have, you know, walkthroughs of the games right there in front of you, mm-hmm. like within days of when the, the games release. 
So, and also, I've got I've gotten a couple issues where I'd already figured out some stuff before I even, uh, you know, got the issue itself. Yeah, um, I have some issues in my closet. Like I have, I think I, I think I stumbled across issue one, Super Mario Brothers two, which was pretty yep. cool. Yep, that's the one with the cl with the clay versions of Mario and Ward for Super Mario two. Mm -hmm. And the one after that was deemed one of the worst covers of the, of the series because it was it was for Castlevania two, Simon's Quest. Yeah, Simon Belmont. Holding the severed head of Dracula. But it's not like there was any blood coming out of it, but still, you know. Nope, it was just mm -hmm. his head hanging, holding it by the hair. And apparently it gave little kids nightmares and they got a lot of complaints about it. Now, hopefully, Nintendo Power will go digital, like a blog. That would be cool. Now, I have not really read Nintendo Power lately, but I do remember when it was under Nintendo's guise... It, it was it was more the magazine was really personal. I mean, I do remember how for some strategy guides, like some walkthroughs, they kind of told it like a they did it in a storytelling way, which was pretty cool. Yeah, links. Uh, Link to the past was just like that. It got oh, it did kind of get kind of confusing because everything, literally everything, was in third person. Mm-hmm. I actually have an issue of Nintendo Power signed by then. Vice President of NOA, Reggie Philzamine. This was like 05, 06. He made an appearance at Nintendo World. At Nintendo World, I went down there dressed as Luigi, and I got my picture with him, and he signed my issue at Nintendo Power. And I think it's probably the same one in the Kotaku issue that has Link on the cover. I think it might be the same one, because I just remember it was red. No, wait. I don't think... No, it wasn't this one, but it was red. It's in my um, autograph box. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I. But one thing is cool, though. I don't know if you know, but EGM is back. Hmm. That was like one of my favorite gaming magazines growing up, and also another one called Die Hard Game Fan. It stopped after like seventy something issues. One thing that was cool about it, they had an extensive import section on import on um, video games. That was pretty cool. Yeah, the one I loved growing up was Game Players. I think I remember that. It was like it became known for the the very irreverent and like insane kind of comedy put out by mm -hmm. the the staffers. And uh the first issue I actually got of it because a, a friend of mine had got it and we like traded stories with it. It was the day, the day before they became ultra game players and mm -hmm. but uh, that got mismatched for a while and then it became game buyer and then it just fell apart. Uh, I even remember, um, what was it? Um, Sega had Sega Visions for a while. I had a free subscription to that. And that was that was pretty cool. But that was like that was um, bi-monthly. You know, for a while it seemed like Nintendo like didn't acknowledge like other gaming systems as they came out. Like for a while, it's like. Especially in the fifth generation, when PlayStation was mm -hmm. was a uh, raping and pillaging the gaming industry, it's like they didn't even acknowledge it was there. Like they're they're still thinking, yeah, it's it's all about us. 
Like they were the WWF at the time. Mm-hmm. And the first time I saw a reference to another sister or another company, it was like, <gasps> it felt like sacrilege almost. Yeah, and I just found out. Looks like Game Fan is making a comeback, so I may have to. I may have to start following that again, which is pretty cool. So yeah, hopefully, like I said, Nintendo Power come back in a digital format, which would be pretty cool. I would love to see that. And I still remember one of the commercials. The lines from it was, "Get the clues that you can use, Nintendo Power." I don't remember that one. I, I, I remember one of, that like, one. Some like higher and higher fighting your way through enemy fire or something like that. Mm-hmm. The angry video game nerd did a whole retrospective on the on Nintendo Power. Say what? One of the uh, vi- one of the videos, the angry video game nerd did a retrospective mm. on, the, on the whole series. So. uh... Yeah, I'm, I'm going to miss it. I haven't subscribed to it in the longest time, and I, the issues I've had have long since been destroyed. Not through my own means, but... And you know, right there explains why they're not doing it anymore. Where? <laughs> the both of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, I really, really liked it, but I don't follow it anymore. More or less. I mean, you. it's like all these different magazines has their cult following. You pick one, but the main thing is... Eventually, it's going. Just go online and read it. I mean, I I have a subscription to CPU Magazine. Now, one of the reasons why I have that subscription is, much as I enjoy reading about computers and technology, I, sometimes I just don't have the mindset to sit there and read various blog articles. Hey, when I'm in the bathroom, and as most of us do, we have magazines <clears throat> in the bathroom that we will read. That's, that's how I tend to keep up with um with technology. What about you, Mako? You have any Nintendo Power memories? Not at all. None. None of any gaming magazine. Um. No. I. No. Not at all. I used to have. I. I got the stupid card from GameStop mm. and when you get that stupid card from GameStop you're signed up for their stupid magazine and I don't even read it mm. no, neither they why. used to have well years ago they used to have cheat codes and like little clues and things like that on games that had just come out and then they stopped that and that was the only reason why I'd, wa- I'd read that mm. read the magazine and then the weird, and I haven't read anything since. Fair enough. Well, I think we kind of got what we got together, so I think it's time to start wrapping things up. Fine by me. All right. We'll be back. Open Gangnam Style Gangnam Style 낮에는 따사로운 인간적인 여자 커피 한 잔에 여유를 아는 품 
여자 밤이 오면 심장이 뜨거워지는 여자 그런 반전 있는 여자 오빤 
session to an end and damn we ran a little bit later than normal tonight oh yeah yeah let's hurry to get out of here i got some wings with my name on it imagine good thing you didn't get to them before the the uh podcast started because imagine the intro hey everybody this is an jam session always oh, good we're that etc <laughs> just imagine if we were live when at, at that point i'd be like you know what I'm taking a break. Y- y'all can do the show without me. I'm just sitting there with the headset on as I'm eating and screaming at y'all for fucking shit up. <laughs> ah, that's the wonders of live podcasting. And the quote, the impeccable Rob Roberts, live radio, boys and girls, live radio. <laughs> so if you like what you hear, tell a friend. They turn will tell another friend because that's how we get around. It's through peer-to-peer networking. It's what we do. It's what we do best. We are independent podcasts and join forces with us, you know? We are different from other podcasting sites because we tell it how it is. So, check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and don't forget, we are also available on VogNetwork.com Tuesdays and Thursdays. Tuesdays at 9.30pm Eastern Standard Time and Encore at Thursdays at 1.30pm. And I know for the last couple of weeks we have not been on Vogue due to the fact that Adobe Audition likes to be a little dickbag. But I think I will have I think that situation is officially fixed now. So there. So check out our website, AnimeJamSession.com. Uh, later this week there should be a posting in regards to a bunch of, of the photos we've been taking. because um, I've noticed that I have not put made a post about all the photos I've been taking. So including the photos that Ari's been taking. So gotta put that out there. So if you can't get to our site right away, you can check us out on podcast.net, podcast.com, Podcast Alley, Yahoo Podcast, iTunes, and Azune Marketplace. And if you give us a five-star review on iTunes, we'll gladly read it right on the air. So check it out. And check out on YouTube.com. All of our convention videos are up there from various cons. Right now I'm working on the anime next videos, and I think I can get a couple more up there since um, Labor Day is like right around the corner. I'll give me more time to get some work done. 
So check us out at youtube.com slash anime jam session TV for all the videos. And I believe I have another YouTube page, youtube.com slash anime jam session. Don't worry about that. Those videos that are on that page will probably be merged over to the other other uh, YouTube page soon. So don't even worry about that. But if you want to check out some of the stuff that we upload or what we like and check on YouTube, you can find me at youtube.com slash S. You can find Kudo at youtube.com slash TigerChickChibi. Sailor Flare is at youtube.com slash Sailor Flare. And Ari's at youtube.com slash Ari22682. We want to be on the know-how of our latest uh, convention reports, photos, and other and other articles that we talk about. Check us out on twitter.com. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. This is also the, where we'll let you know what conventions that we're going to and cool stuff. And we're interviewing people if we want to field for questions. That's what we do. If you want to follow some of our crazy shenanigans, you can find me at twitter.com slash djbronmas. We have Kuro Usagi-chan, Make It Epic, The Ari Man, and Jove Dea. And there is an underscore between Jove and Dea. So if it doesn't pop up, you're going to have to figure it out for yourself. What can I tell you? And check out our Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash session. We have 975 fans, so thank you for all your love and support. Woohoo! I think they like the fact that we have our uh, photos up there. Yep. But uh, uh, but Michael did write a pretty awesome uh, editorial some time ago. Thank you. Yeah, they And check us uh, Facebook.com slash ChibiKuroUsagi, which should be changing in a few days to her like page. Well, it is what it is. Um, and you can find me over at Facebook.com slash ChibiKuroUsagi. And Marco, I think you finally dug up and caved in for a like page, right? Yep. Makoto Mako-chan Kino. Talk about your tongue twister. Yeah, well, you would be surprised at how many like pages there are for Makoto. So trying to figure out one that fit and would work. Yeah. Well, you got it one way or another. Yeah, one way or the other. <laughs> Um, and don't forget to check us out on Vogue Network again, Tuesdays and Thursdays, Tuesdays at 9.30pm, Thursdays at 1.30pm for our Encore presentation. And don't forget, right after us is Wow Wednesdays, it's a Boardhouse Podcast and Girls Gone Wow. And we have, and see, I think, what's on Thursdays, I forget, besides us? Um, Thursdays I think is just repeats? I think I, I gotta talk to Sky and tell him he needs to post like a like a schedule of all the uh, shows. That'd be pretty cool. But um, don't forget to check out Understation Live on Saturdays and the Power Block, which is aptly now known as, which is Bobby Blackwolf, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, followed by Orange Lounge Radio, the internet's pretty much the internet's longest running video gaming show now podcast at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I think that's it. Last words, anyone? Oh, today today is uh, August 28th, which means it's the birthday of Pokemon creator Satoshi Tajiri. Hmm. That's also also it's my mom's birthday. Ah, oh, that's pretty cool. Kind of tells you how uh, warped I am, but uh, yeah, I have I have lots of reasons for my mind being deep. Bag of shattered glass held together with duct tape that it is. Can it be Saturday yet? Almost. <laughs> I need it to be the weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend, huh? 
Mm-hmm. What about Loverboy? <laughs> and Loverboy has always sucked. Oh. Sorry, I don't have the energy to uh, quote that whole scene right now. Sorry. Done and done. I think it's time to get the hell up on out of here. Yep. Sounds good. Yep. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Neko-chan. And we'll see you all next week. See you next week. Bye. Later. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session AJS Productions. There were no fanboys or fangirls hurt, maimed, or killed during this episode. This time... The views and opinions on this show do not reflect the entire staff or network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. And if you would like a transcript of today's podcast, start typing. Visit us at AnimeJamSession.com and VOGNetwork.com for more information about the show. See you next time.